Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. What is going on? How's it going? How was your week? Are you getting ready for August? I know a lot of you listening to this right now thinking, oh God, is it already almost August? And I'm here to tell you, yes it is. This year is just blowing by. Time really does seem to fly when you're about to go through another once-in-a-lifetime pandemic for a second time. Things really aren't looking too good out there for our country. American stock is definitely down yet again. There was, uh, there was a little bit of hope there for a couple of weeks. Things looked like they were about to start getting better, but, you know, it's starting to take another dip. And to be honest, I'm not even embarrassed about the fact that this country has a second chance to get shit right, and yet we still can't. Like, can someone please explain that shit to me? Why can't we just figure it out? And don't look at me for the answer. Don't look at me for the answer, because that's definitely not a headache that even sounds remotely fun to have to deal with. To be honest, I'm not even sure if I should be more embarrassed about this virus shit or the fact that we can't even win a goddamn gold medal. Looking like an 8th seed playoff team who barely made it past the wildcard round. European countries are laughing at us. And before you people go sending me shit saying how I don't respect athletes, you need to know that I have the most utmost respect for athletes. Especially world class Olympians. I played football in high school. I know what it takes to be an elite level athlete. Not because I've ever been one. I never really played. But... I saw elite athletes on my team and I would see how hard they trained. And that was just to get to the college football level. I can't imagine the level of time and dedication it takes to win at the Olympic level. That's why I never really understood people who gave pro athletes shit for making so much money. I remember one time in high school, me and a couple buddies were in class. I want to say it was right after Peyton Manning signed his contract with the Broncos. There's a name you haven't heard in a while. Remember him? America's good old boy. Mm-hmm. Winning the Super Bowl and then going on to say how he just wants to drink beer at his house and hang with his kids. Peyton, you just won the Super Bowl. What do you want to do? Uh, I just want to go home and hang with my kids. Maybe drink some Budweiser. What can I say, Doug? I'm just like you. I put my Wranglers on one leg at a time. You know, back in Tennessee, we got two types of folk. Those that ain't and those that are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, people. Uh, Anyways, I I remember me and a couple buddies, we were talking about that massive contract that he had uh, with Denver. Uh, I think it was like $100 million over five years or something like that. I think it was at 2012. And so we're all talking, you know, and I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's $20 million a year. That's really fucking insane. And then from the front of the class, the teacher gave me one of these. <laughs> that's what they did. He just went, <laughs> just another overpaid athlete, $20 million to throw a ball. Ridiculous. Really? And what about you, sir? What have you accomplished with your Nike shoes, knowing damn well you've never hit a layup in your life? Peyton's neck literally almost tore. Let me ask you something. In the two decades that you've been teaching, 
Have you ever come remotely close to snapping your neck because that's how dangerous your job is? I'd want $20 million too if it meant I'd get my neck broken. I'd actually want $50 million. How much would you want to get paid or to be compensated to have your body repeatedly tackled and hit by 300-pound athletes? If a front office official from a pro team came up to you and said, hey, listen, we'd love for you to play for us, but, you know, please know that there's a chance that if you do, you might sort of kind of break your fucking neck. How much would you want us to pay you? How much would someone have to pay you to take a hit from Ray Lewis head on at full speed? Yeah, athletes are being paid $20 million a year because they can run 40 yards in 4.3 seconds and bench press 225 pounds 17 times. You can't even get up off the couch in 4.3 seconds. Exactly. You know, something we need to talk about more, really looking back now, is the feeling of not telling one to shut the fuck up or telling them to fuck off. Like, we need to talk about that feeling of regret that follows you throughout your entire life. Because to this day, I wish I would have told that teacher something. I wish I would have said, hey, man, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, don't shit on someone because they're a world-class athlete. Your neck never got broken on the job. I don't know what the fuck. Like, why are you so bitter? I would love to hear that teacher's thoughts on this whole Simone Biles situation. Oh, God. Like... The pick yourself up by your bootstrap types of people are having a field day with this. As soon as it came out, Simone Biles is no longer participating for mental health reasons. Oh, soft. This generation is weak. All they do is bitch, moan, and complain. They get offended by everything. Michael Jordan would have never quit because of mental health issues. What are you talking about? Michael Jordan literally left the game of basketball because his mental health was in such shambles. What the fuck are you talking about? I said this last week. I don't judge world-class athletes because I don't know what it's like to be one. Listen to me. There's maybe, what, a handful of people on this earth that are the best at what they do? You need to really think about that. It's a very special thing to be the best at what you do. Think about your job, whatever it is, electrician, nurse, doctor, who am I kidding? No fucking doctors listen to this, Uh, but really whatever job. Now picture being the best at that. Think about how hard it must be to become the legit number one ranked teacher in the world or the best engineer on earth. The amount of effort, time, sacrifice, the level of intelligence that is required to be that is out of this world. That's what these athletes have to do to be the best. You think you could do that? Bullshit. Bullshit. You can't even clock in on time. Really, to be honest though, people, I'm maybe getting a little too serious with this. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Ask me how much of the Olympics I've watched. None. Zero. Not a fucking minute. I think I know one person who is watching it and they'll text me an update every few hours or so about how awful we're doing. Anyways, on a happier note, August is just a couple days away, which is a good thing. It's a good thing that summer blew by because it means you no longer have to worry about getting a summer body because summer is over. Close up shop, stop 
you know, start prepping for next year. In fact, actually, if you're really smart, you would start getting in shape right now because you got to think about it this way. You're really, you really only have until Labor Day to get into shape. Labor Day is really the last like official day of the year where it's kind of socially acceptable to have your shirt off and to get hammered on a lake. If you have your shirt off on Labor Day, that means you won summer. I don't judge people on how they look on June 1st. Anyone can prep for the start of summer. It's the people who still have the washboard abs and 6% body fat in September who are the real winners. So yeah, you know, once Labor Day weekend passes, you start getting ready for the fall. It starts getting a little colder. The hoodies come out. You can hide your body a bit more, which is good news because guess what? Pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin pie, it's all here. It's all here. Football season is in full swing, so maybe you're boozing a little more than you should on the weekends because you know what? I'm a goddamn American. That's why. And then, you know, October hits and... You start lying to yourself about how you're going to be in shape by the end of the month to hoe out. But do you do that? No. Instead, Halloween rolls around and you dress up in something to hide your shame, like a giant pumpkin or a banana, something slimming. And then you know, it's Thanksgiving. And no one diets during the holidays. November 1st rolls around and the belt buckles get hung up, the sweatpants come on, And those sleigh bells start ringing, jingling, and ring-ting-tingling too. And next thing you know, it's New Year's Eve. And you're lying to yourself about how in the new year, you're going to be dropping 20 pounds that you just put on. So yeah, I guess it's time to hit the gym hard. I guess this really is the last chance to get in shape before the last half of the year. And you you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to get into obnoxiously good shape. Like where you're in like such good shape that people have to comment on it. Like it's the elephant in the room. I don't want to get big like The Rock. I just want to get ripped. Like just come out looking like Zac Afron and Neighbors. Arms looking like two veiny dicks. Honestly, and like I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Nothing would make me laugh harder than just being in obnoxiously good shape for no reason whatsoever. Like, I don't know what it is about that that makes me laugh, but I think I'm just going to do it. I want to be in such good shape where, like, you're having a drink with friends and someone just says, Jesus Christ, are we just going to ignore this guy's biceps the entire time? I think that's the motivation I need. All this time I would tell myself things like, you know, get up and go run five miles, you fat piece of shit. But I think that thinking, like, I thought that was a secret recipe, but when in reality, the secret recipe was to just get in good shape for the fuck of it, just for the sake of the joke. So yeah, I I think that's the next move. You know, I'm I'm becoming somewhat of a celebrity (laughs) with this podcast. We easily get one to two million streams per episode. Uh, The only reason we really aren't on top charts is because Joe Rogan is paying them to keep me off. (laughs) Yeah, I swear to God. I swear to God. He is paying them to keep me off the charts. (laughs) So uh, this podcast is one of, if not the best, podcast on the planet. Um, So yeah, so I really think, you know, 
of course, algorithms, haters, you know, Joe Rogan, they're all going to want to keep me down. But I think it's time I start looking the part. I really do think it's time to start, you know, putting the cookies down and hitting the elliptical. Fuck it, dude. That's what I'm going to do. After this podcast, I'm just going to go into my kitchen, grab every single thing that consists of carbs, and I'm throwing it out. The bread, the ice cream sandwiches, all of it going into the trash. Bawling my eyes out while I do it. Like I'm flushing the weed my parents found in my bedroom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really think I might just go. I really think I might just get into shape, people. If we go into lockdown, I'm really just going to say fuck it and just try to get abs by the end of it. The closest I've ever gotten to abs was my freshman year of college. God, I was beautiful. I had those lines you get on your lower stomach. What's that called? The fuck udders? You know what I'm talking about? The V line? That's the closest I've ever come to abs. Uh, now, I don't want to come off as fake news by saying this, but I think objectively speaking, you can say that there's a legit possibility that some states are going to start closing down again. So if we continue at this rate, which let's be honest, no one is going to wake up tomorrow and decide to get on the same page. That's not going to happen. I think I'm just going to really hit the gym. Fuck it. Why not wake up and run? Everything's going to be shut down. It's not every day you get a second opportunity at a once in a lifetime situation, you know, and I don't want to be some fear mongering piece of shit. You know, when I say that there's a second lockdown going to happen because it's a legit possibility, people. I know we like to live in our own reality of like, no, that's not happening. The world isn't on fire. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is fine. But it's a legit possibility. And I think we need to at least start asking ourselves. If this were to happen, what would you want to accomplish this time around? I know for me, I'm going to be getting my ass into shape. I've said this. I have a comedy bit to do, so I need to have abs. I was thinking maybe buying some weights on Amazon just in case things start locking down again um, and, you know, before they sell out. I, w I was legit thinking this. I was like, okay, maybe I have to start looking for weights. So I go on Amazon with my Prime member credentials, and then I see a notification. Amazon Prime is now $2.99 for 24-hour delivery. That's what I see. And at first, I was taken back and honestly kind of pissed. Are you serious? This shit used to be free. I'm literally paying for Prime for this exact feature, and now you're just going to take it away? But then I had to hand it to them. I had to hand it to old Jeffy boy, you dog. Finding another loophole that you and your piece of shit friends can jump through. Marketing experts, lawyers, Jeffy boy, they all probably sat in a conference room and asked, okay, how are we going to fuck our customers this year? Jeff was probably there with a team of lawyers and market analysts, shiny bald head, probably in a hoodie and New Balance sneakers. And he probably just got into it, you know? He just said, so I talked to our lawyer, Gerald, over here, and he said that based on a technicality from the Business Act of 1837, that we can raise prices as much as we want and not be prosecuted. So now we just need a number. I was thinking of 199, but that's not enough to cover the cost of jet fuel I need to get into space. Any ideas? 
and one of the marketing analysts who probably, you know, went to a progressive school like Sarah Lawrence or St. Mary's, they were like, well, Mr. Bezos, my team and I, we did some research and the numbers show that although we can't do $199, we also can't do $399 because that's too expensive and people will riot in the streets. Um, but our data shows that we could get away with charging $299. And listen, yeah, it, it will piss some people off, but it's just on the threshold of low enough that people will pay for it. Yes, they'll bitch about it the entire time, but they'll still pay. And Jeff probably listened and processed this for a second, and he just said, hmm, I guess I can make it work. Run it. And just like that, next day delivery, something that used to be free and included with the Prime membership, now cost money. All because these corporate fucking douchebags found another loophole in the system, another technicality. It used to be, alright, I order my shit at 3, it should get here tomorrow either around 3 or after it, who gives a fuck, easy fucking breezy. Now, you have to pay to be able to pay more, to have that option. That's where we're at. That's some textbook scandalous shit. I remember I had to buy an ebook for a class, but in order to buy the book, I first had to buy the access code to buy the book. I had to pay to be allowed to pay for the book I needed for school. That's the approach Amazon is doing. Robbing customers and making poor Amazon drivers pee in bottles and shit in cans just so they can make that 24-hour deadline. And for what? What happens if it doesn't arrive in 24 hours? Do you get a refund? No, of course not. It probably won't even get there in 24 hours. It'll be 36 hours and you're just not going to care enough or want to waste the time to call Amazon and demand a $3 refund. Angel, don't be so cheap. It's only $3. Yeah, but it's the principle of the fucking thing. Business ethics. Ever fucking heard of it? Business Ethics 101, where you don't screw over your clients or you treat your employees like fucking slaves. Yeah, I thought we could, I thought we were always on the same page about that, but I guess not anymore. And yeah, it's $3, but it's $3 for a billion people. That's $3 billion untaxed because you know they don't pay taxes. How do you think he got his ass into space? This is how. Because he started charging all of you motherfuckers three extra dollars for a feature that used to be free. And I know exactly what's going to happen. Consider this another one of my prophecies. Yeah, consider this one of my visions, my followers. I bet my life that in the next 9 to 12 months, Amazon is going to introduce some gold VIP prime option or some horseshit like that. And that option is going to include the free next day delivery. And the Amazon Prime we have right now, that is going to be two to three day delivery. And then, you know, the regular free Amazon, that's going to go from five to seven days to nine to 12. Just like that. I promise you that's what's going to happen. They're just going to break up pieces of the pie. Actually, it's not even a piece of a pie anymore. The pie has been divided and it's been cut up and now they're just picking at your piece so they have more for themselves. Yeah, 
Not sounding so much like some wild conspiracy theory now, huh? It's the Apple business strategy. It's the Steve Jobs method. That fucking douchebag. You know what, Bezos? I hope you make it up to space. I hope you make it there. Take all the supplies you need to live a long and healthy life. Just do us a favor and stay up there. Just stay the fuck up there. See that as you winning the game. Elon can join you too. Oh, I made it to space. I won. I won the game. I I just chill here from now on. Yes, do that. Stay your ass up there and never come back. Please, life would be better if you were in your own world causing destruction up there instead of down here. And people will tell me, hey, maybe you shouldn't be so hard on Elon or Bezos. You don't want to ruin that kind of possible networking connection. Why the fuck would Elon want to waste his time with me? Because I have a podcast? Because I write code? That's not how this works. I mean, I get it. You know, I'm a cool and charismatic guy. I run my own cult. It's not, but it's not like I'm some big shot. There's a 0% chance I'll ever have a networking opportunity with Elon Musk or any of these guys. That's a problem with a lot of people nowadays. So many people don't want to say the wrong thing and burn the wrong bridges with people. Buddy, there was never any bridge there in the first place. There's no bridge between you and Elon Musk or Kim Kardashian. You're just mentally ill. Who gives a shit if Elon doesn't want to talk to me? I'm fine with that. I'd be worried if he did want to talk to me. If he wanted to be my friend, that's when I would be worried. I don't want to be friends with a billionaire. Are you insane? Are you, if, if Jeff Bezos or Elon or Buffett were to invite me over to, this, to their house or compound or tiny home or whatever the fuck these people live in, I would not go. Fuck no. Are you out of your mind? I would not go behind those walls under any circumstances. You couldn't pay me enough. God, I can't even imagine just the sheer terror you would feel as you walked through those giant fucking doors and they just like start closing behind you? Never. never. Just like seeing the fucking sunlight disappearing along with all your hopes and dreams? No. Fuck no. I don't want to be friends with Elon Musk. I want to be friends with Action Bronson. Fuck learning about spaceships. I want to be smoking a joint with Dave Chappelle. Life is short. Fuck going to space. And fuck anyone who supports these billionaires going to space with their untaxed money. Go to space. Sure, sure. Just pay your taxes first. Is that too much to ask? God, man. In five years, Jeff Bezos is going to declare himself a fucking citizen of the universe or some stupid bullshit like that. And that'll exempt him from never having to pay taxes for the rest of his life. Life is so fair and equal but whatever on a positive note if you take one thing away from the podcast this week i hope it's this i hope you're able to at least to really start analyzing the mistakes you made from the first lockdown like learn something from the first time so that the second one is actually productive and then when the second one is done you can come out of it a better person further along in your career in your life, you can come out of it being the person you want to be. You can walk down the street feeling confident, feeling like you faced all your demons. 
You can walk down the street with your head held high and your mind clear because you know that you worked on yourself nonstop all seven years of lockdown. You can analyze all the things you learned and really process it, really make a note of it. You can take it all into consideration as we're heading into our third lockdown. Good night, folks.